Thank you for joining us today on Evergrowth Mastermind. This episode is August 2020. Self-care, essential or myth? What will we explore? Do you believe in the concept of self-care? Do you make time for yourself in the day? And how is your confidence or success affected by this? We hope you enjoy the episode. Be well. We're going to be exploring to this um, topic today. Uh, do you believe in the concept of self-care? Do you make time in your day for your self-care or for yourself? And how confidence or success affected by this, uh, by self-care? And to kick it off, uh, why don't we go around, um, you know, our core team? And uh, I'll start with uh, Mr. Cornell. Um, tell us about... Do you believe in the concept of self-care? Do I believe in self-care? As we've said before, uh, if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to do it for you? So um, I pretty much, uh, you know, watch what I eat, drink, smoke, uh, (laughs) um, healthy lifestyle as best as I possibly can to, uh, uh, to do what I want. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's it's a matter of, am I able to do the things that I want to do? Uh, and if you don't take care of yourself, be it your finances, your health, or, you know, your family or whatever, you won't be able to do those things. You're always behind the eight ball. So if you start behind the eight ball, you'll never get ahead. Amen. I agree. Um, Mr. Homer, how about you? Yeah, so, you know... Um... I don't remember who it was who came up with the topic idea, but you know, the reason why we ask whether it's essential or myth in this first question is, you know, there's an aspect of like the self-help industry, which is now almost a $14 billion industry. Right. And there's a certain element that's like just perpetuating just to keep you in it instead of actually like making use of, you know, fundamental things to change your life for the better. And as far as, you know, whether self-care is something tangible that we actually need to worry about, um, in the vein of what Cornell said, and, um, yeah, if if you aren't taking care of yourself in some ways, you can't take care of others. And you know, what does your future look like, right? Um, you know, the during the mastermind group, you know, two years ago when we get onto finances and looking at retirement, I had no concept of that. So that's something that I had to start being responsible about and taking care of, right? So, and I do believe that you know there is an aspect of self-care that matters in our lives and it's different for everyone i would say based on your trajectory in life who you're responsible for and what you're willing to go after right and based on that is kind of then how you have to determine what it is you need to you know look after and take care of and keep check on a regular basis so and what's for you self-care i am not well practiced at it (laughs) So, you know, I, I come to it, you know, probably a couple of times a month of like the, oh shit, I got to be looking after this sleep, as some of you men know, has been a big issue recently. So, you know, I kind of, uh, lack of a better term, come to Jesus moments. And uh, those happen more than not so that I'm more in tune with myself than I was, you know, a good five, 10 years ago, right? But um, yeah, I'm a work in progress. So this is a good talk for me to be listening in on 
Yeah, and I think we definitely we were kind of on the track to this topic for for a while because we we kind of we talked about different essentials like from financial success to like physical um, success, and now we're just getting like combining it all together, right? So. Uh, I was definitely interested in self-care uh, for a while myself because like everybody's talking about, oh, you need to take care of yourself or you need to care. like, and since being a kid, like I remember parents always say, well, you have to take care of yourself. And I never really got the concept of self-care. And uh, I'm really excited to to go through this today and just really understand how each of you men, or might be all of us combined to, to get the new concept of what is actually self-care is because... Um, right now, currently, from all the men present here on the call, we have so many different backgrounds here. Um, and I'm really excited to to dive deep like into this topic. So, Steve, um, I want you uh, to jump next and tell us what, what's actually for you self-care and if you believe in the concept of self-care. Because being a yeah. coach for Volleyball Canada for a while, so you, you've been through this problem many times. Yeah, well, I believe in self-care now. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, <laughs> now that I'm older and had some uh, issues and, you know, it's interesting growing up uh, in Kentucky, you know, born in the 60s, uh, being athletic, being young, being invincible, you know, eating for taste and pleasure, not for nutrition. I, it never really hit me how many um, non-self-care habits I had because, uh Self-care always sounded like uh, health. Or, and then as an athlete, it sounded like performance. And now, you know, it, it sounds like uh, mental health, you know, whether there's anxiety, you know, from, from work. Uh, it, it sounds like spiritual health, you know. Am I satisfied and fulfilled with what I'm doing? Or do I feel stagnant and, and like I'm driving myself into the grave? Um, you know, just getting through the day, waiting, waiting until I don't, you know. And so uh, now self-care, having gone through some of these challenges, not being invincible anymore, being in my 50s, it's, uh, I'm finally waking up and going, oh, wow. If I have extra pounds on, which I just found out, I just dropped 20, 30 pounds, whatever. My body doesn't hurt. <laughs> I haven't done any more exercise. I'm probably doing less but my body doesn't hurt. How does that, how does that work? Oh, if I don't eat these things or if I drink alkaline water, it's like, it's just really uh, interesting to see how, how self-care, which I used to think was just, you know, maybe being fit and maybe uh, grooming, but my whole life, how it affects my whole life, my, my attitude, my temperament, um, yeah, so self-care, now now I'm a believer. Now I just got to figure out what to do with it, <laughs> you know, and how to thrive. One yeah. interesting thing so, yeah. that you just touched on is your temperament, you said, which is something that mm. I wasn't even thinking about. So you're actually looking at this as an aspect of how you are, uh, like, emotionally interacting, like, with other people? Yeah, so you think about, you know, whether it's, dopamine or whatever's going on, uh, cortisol, like I was just getting pumped full of cortisol with all the stress and all the mental anxiety and stuff that was going on with work and everything. So now how does it show up with me and my, my attitude and my temperament with my family, with myself, my own self-talk? So um, yeah, it's been really interesting. I've been working with a naturopath, as Minky mentioned that yourself, and it's been really interesting for me to, um, 
you know, just changed my eating. And some of it has made me less tolerant. <laughs> you know, it hasn't all just showed up like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling great now. It's, uh, you know, the intermediate fasting I've been doing. Like, I find myself being shorter. Like, my temperament's, like, sharp to the point. Um, yeah, so it's been just been really interesting watching myself and just see if my as, as my body changes, as my physiology literally changes, how it affects my mood and uh, my ability and, and my relationships. So that's been really interesting. And it just makes me think, oh, well, that's been affecting my mood and my relationships all the time. I just haven't been conscious of it. <laughs> so now, now I'm just observing it and I'm more conscious of it. And I'm going, oh, wow, okay. That's, yeah, I can see how this, my eating, my sleeping is affecting this relationship or my way of being. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just just starting to delve into it, and um, it's it's interesting. So now I'm a believer. I just got to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> that's awesome. What's we? Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, I'll pull up uh, Andrew. I see Andrew is here. Um, Andrew, I, I really would love to take uh, Wait, your uh, view. Sorry, Dimitri okay. was uh, wanting oh, to yeah, yeah, jump absolutely. in there. I I don't want to breach the etiquette, but what I want to say goes very much um, to um, to what Anderson was saying. So if that's okay with you, I would like to jump in now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's pretty right. open here. <laughs> yeah, so so this really resonated with me, and, and I would add a couple of things. So I think um, concept of self-care is not very well understood with men. Um, and most importantly, uh, in terms of how do you see yourself, what you're doing for yourself um, so that you could be good to the family and to the world and all of that. So everything that, um, that Anderson said, I agree. Um, but one woman actually told me at some point, you know, like this is a me time and, you know, I'm not going to talk to you and whatever. And um, this is a me time and, you know, you need to do one thing for yourself every day. So it comes down to, to this concept of do something for yourself, appreciate yourself. And as I started to look into that, I, I figured out that some of my behaviors ha have been tied into, um, you know, being harsh and judgy on, on myself. And that really doesn't reflect well on, on some of my behaviors and this and that. And as I've been uh, actually working with my niece, um, so she's first year student now, and uh, she had a lot of trouble getting at university. As I started working with her, I, I, um, I saw that she's having all these sort of problems because of the feeling of, of low esteem and this and that. Um, and the first thing we actually needed to do there and um, was, was about telling her that she's worth something and that, um, and that she needs to do something for herself and put herself first. Um, so I think this for a certain segment of, of population is probably true. I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but if you kind of come from that background um, and you are likely to have come from that background if you came from any sort of family in distress, um, and I'm saying that because I also just recently read a um, book that's called Adult Children of Alcoholics. And uh, 
my dad was not alcoholic and my niece is is um, her, my brother her dad is not alcoholic but it's a, it's a rageaholic type of family and with some other issues and i recognize from that book there was about half of the symptoms that that we picked up and it's really described them so well so what i'm saying is if you came from a, any sort of family that was in, in a distress of any kind, you probably have some of these issues. And if you don't take care of your mental health to understand them better, you will keep making some of the errors. And I keep making some of the errors. So it opened up my eyes for understanding myself better um, and, and trying to value myself better and being able to, to propagate do, uh, that for my niece and, and keep, um, you know, and uh, yeah, do it for my niece and keep telling her that she is valuable and that she, she should do stuff for herself. And then part of this was also, uh, you know, you noticed that I lost some weight. So I just decided to go with uh, try intermittent fasting and kick out most of uh, my carbs. And now it's become a lifestyle. Uh, mm. It's not diet anymore. It truly is a lifestyle. I don't find it hard. I mean, intermittent fasting sometimes is hard, but I find it also very satisfying to go in and eat a huge portion once I'm done with that because it's a fast and feast type of cycle. Yeah, so, um, so I think a lot of men have problem admitting and, and looking at this soft part of it. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that particular angle. That, uh, that it's super, super super valuable thank you for sharing and uh you know what's what's i'm curious uh i, I really love this what you said it, it, it's funny i feel like every single woman have this like right so they say oh it's me time and men are really shitty at this like <laughs> men are really bad because like every single woman would say oh now it's just me time i want to do my nails i want to go do my hair i want to just do whatever and men are really bad at this yeah I, you're, I, absolutely, I, you're absolutely right <laughs> like, yeah i think it reinforces do something for yourself it reinforces this is me time i'm doing it for myself and i am valuable and i don't think that actually started coming truly in my head until i i, I try to uh to to kind of carve out that so so it's just one tool but it's wow no, it this is work. huge this is huge man <clears throat> I, I yeah. love that you bring bring this up and I, i'm follow-up question for you like what what are you doing for yourself what actually you doing for yourself? Oh, I, I, I do what I like to do at that point. So it could be a movie or ordering something from Amazon or, um, or awesome. reading something. And it's kind of like, a, okay, no one interrupts me now type of stuff. You know, so, That's but awesome. I, honestly, I am not full of ideas. I'm in a weird spot in my life. <laughs> Brother, this yeah. is like, whatever you brought, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm buying some of the swords and then cutting water bottles with them. And uh, and teaching kids to use swords, so you know, it's it's wow, weird. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, but that's that's the key. You know, life is simple. I think we all kind of go on like and try to complicate it. And this is full circle. When you go around and you realize, it's actually you don't need all this like extra stuff yeah, to, to simple do simple stuff. things. It's yeah. simple stuff. Just reward yourself. Maybe you eat the cake that otherwise you um, just a second that otherwise you wouldn't be eating, or you know whatever makes sense to you. I love it. I love it. 
Um, that's a perfect uh, segue, Andrew. I'm uh, pulling you again. I just, I'd love to uh, to hear your take on this because you've been working with schools and kids. And what's your take on self care? First of all, do you believe in self care? And second, what's the meaning for you, self care? Um, the journey is long, and as I said before, the the more I learn, the more I tend to have this conscious awareness that I don't really know very much. So when I talk, um, it's just a perspective that I have right now. Maybe different next year. Um, energy is one of those things uh, that's become very forefront in my mind in terms of uh, frequency and vibration. Um, understanding that every cell in our body vibrates at a different frequency and everything in nature, everything on this earth vibrates at a different frequency. And what affects our frequency is, as Steve was mentioning, for example, one thing was alkaline water, um, intermittent fasting, because they all come down to chemical reactions that take place in this chemical laboratory that we call the body. And how this affects uh, self-care, it's the coming to understanding of how these energies work. Um, we realize that the human body needs a fuel supply. And it usually comes in the form of air. And if you stop breathing, you quite quickly realize how important that fuel supply is. And then there's also uh, the sun. Though the sun you have no control over, it's just there. But science have proven that if we stay out of it long enough, a lot of things happen that are not very comfortable for us. And the third fuel supply is something that we have total control over. And that is what we put inside our mouth, um, which then affects what we've learned about those things that we put inside our mouth and what choices do we make as to what we put inside our mouth and then how they in turn affect our body, which directly relates to, as you were mentioning, uh, your journey with intermittent fasting. And as Steve was mentioning, things like cortisol and also uh, alkaline water. Um, <clears throat> every uh, hold on, I'm just getting a tickle in my throat. <laughs> as soon as you mention water, interesting how energy like, works. You need a need a drink here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, lead, as, you, as you say that, I'll drink myself. <laughs> Andrew, I, I applaud you every single time you speak. Like I feel like we just again, like I'm going this like to the Zen Zen Buddha uh, master. Like just like this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm making tons of notes, but this is this is so true. Like all the essentials which you mentioned, like they're so simple, but like we're so ignorant of this. The same with Dimitri mentioned. Like it's just like I'm I'm realizing more and more those like simple things which we keep avoiding. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean what we're here for sort of like guaranteed a, a, a 70 years, uh, some for 100, and in recent past, some for 200 and something. Um, and what we do with that time, and, and that's another box that we're in, is this thing called time that, uh, that affects our, our function and our cells. Um, but when we start to change things, like, you know, take that one portion that we were talking about, we were all kind of zeroed in on, on, on health and, and eating. And when we take that one thing and we manipulate it, that, that tool out of that toolbox alone 
we go, wow, look at all the dramatic effects it have on us. And then psychology and psychiatric care is starting to say that, you know, when, when people are going through um, mental depression or, or they're, they, they need mindfulness, the one thing that causes that is, is a selfish nature. When you start to say, me, 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 it's all about me. And they usually tell those people, one of the ways to break that cycle is to start doing things for others. It changes energy. It creates a, a dramatic flow of what we would call an alkaline frequency that changes everything in how our body reacts and how the neural pathways start to respond to each other and the, the flow in, in that neural pathway. Um, electrons tend to function better when they're not missing uh, a valence or they're not mix, missing a, an electron in their cycle. And that's all about balance and that's all about energy. Um, and in terms of what we put in our body, it's all about alkalinity because that's what makes the human body function. When, when the human body is breaking down, it's acidic. When the human body is functioning properly, it's alkaline. So uh, keep in mind, um, we do take care of ourselves. However, when it relates to energy, it's how that input is in, in correspondence with everything else around us. So bring into focus also the idea <coughs> of, it's not about you, it's about everyone else. Sorry, I gotta get a drink. <laughs> you, you, get, you got a drink, yes, follow, follow your own advice. Regants, um, <coughs> like to jump for a second? Absolutely, yeah, feel free. So, um, so Andrew, right? So I, I want to say that it's possible uh, to have both of what I was talking about and what Andrew just described. So you could be not appreciating yourself and yet be sort of selfish and think about uh, stuff that you want. So basically being egocentric um, and, and, and yet that deep down you, you are not uh, you know, really truly appreciating yourself. But I don't know what you do if you're in that kind of combination. So I think there are different people that would slot into different brackets, some that are not really appreciating themselves, some that are too egoistic and think too well of themselves, and then combination that, that deep down they, they have the, those, um, the, those self-doubts uh, and, and yet they, they are th that, that scare actually makes them always think about themselves. So in that sense, I think everyone needs to find themselves where they are and how, who they are. And I'm probably yeah, missing a bunch of other categories. I just wanted, I was thinking about this and it kind of makes sense what Andrew is saying, but, mm -hmm. uh, but also, yeah. And That's also the, even the quote that we have here from Michelle Lin, you know, said you cannot pour from an empty cup. Um, so right. you must fill your cup first. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's like, so we're talking about selfish versus self-love because selfish is like, comes from Very scarcity. Good. Like, I'm not going to have enough and I got to take mm -hmm. everything from me versus self-love. It's abundant. Like, just, awesome. you can't yeah, serve other people on an empty cup. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's a good, yeah, good, 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 good combination. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to chime in on this. This is a great topic, um, if, I can, if I may. Absolutely. Um, question one, abs emphatic, absolutely, yes. Um, um, question two, all every day, every fucking day. Three, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so confident this is important to me that I, 
it's well, uh, what, what, since, since since you are speaking why, why don't we we'll, we'll get to those points um give me give me your definition what is self-care for you because again i, I know you have been working uh, by your side uh, serving others and man like i know you have definitely self-care and you've been role model in lots of respects to me so um give me give me your definition of self-care and what do you do for taking care of yourself um I, for me if my body is not um uh sharp there's no way my mind can be sharp and um so uh mr andrew there uh you know everything you talked about i'm i'm into which is you know it's um and the, and, the, and the only thing I couldn't, you know, I couldn't agree with was the, the, the alkaline water because our oncologist said it doesn't do fuck all. And that really disturbed me. But anyways, because <laughs> my wife had stage four cancer and, uh, you know, I was, I was hoping on, you know. But uh, the, the, the Wim Hof breathing technique, if anybody's ever done that, just... Uh, I, I love Wim Hof. I think it just this is really me good. Feel, it's just... It's just making me feel better and better and better all the time, and um, you know, uh, pushes my addictions away as well. Um, so, I, I just it started. I got on the fire department. I saw all these men taking self, doing self care, working out, food, all this stuff, and I said, "That's what I got to do because I got to keep this job for that long." So it was easy. I had to. I had to stay fit. Physically. Sorry, sorry. To, just to give the perspective to other men who doesn't know you. So you've been working as. Uh, oh, working. You've as, been Yeah, I was yeah. a firefighter for 25 years. I just retired a year ago, and um, yeah, why I lost weight is because I lost muscle from December from December to COVID. That you know, when the gyms closed, I was you know averaging five times a week. I just gotten back into fucking high performance mode um and um shit that's why i'm skinny not because i've lost muscle not fat i lost the fat a long time ago um when i just started uh, dedicating myself uh like my grandfather did he would he would not live to eat he would just eat to live and i held that context and realized that i could really cut down portions and all sorts of things by doing that um with my body, my daily fast, it's a daily fast up until about anywhere from one o'clock till two or three o'clock in the afternoon will be my first, you know, some of my first intake of real food. Um, other than that, it's powdered greens, Udo's oil, which is omega-369 oils and, um, and my greens and protein shake. So it's like I have this one thing every day that I can count on. I can take that, I'll get all the, pretty much all the nutrition I need for my whole day in one, you know, one shake. And uh, so I can cheat. I can cheat when I'm sitting on the couch with the wife and she wants to eat popcorn or have, have a bag of chips once <laughs> or something. I don't, it does, you know, moderation is okay, yeah. right? I know I've got what I needed. Um, so, and then, yeah, the fitness, I have a dog. I make sure I have a dog because he keeps me walking an hour every day, if not two. Mm. Um, basic self, you know, and then that, that's also my head time going, sit, you know, watching my dog chase sticks on uh, Lake Ontario and I'm about five minutes away. So it's, that's where I really get my mental inspiration as well. When, you know, when I'm out there doing that. 
that's again that would fall into do i take time for myself well not really because it's for my dog but yeah it's for me too you know <laughs> do you do it together he does yeah. it for you <laughs> yeah he he, he he does it for me. He's, yeah. he can't yeah wait. but make i wrote i wrote down lifestyle disciplines because what you just said like you set up a lifestyle discipline that yeah you, you might even use the word for us but that having a dog you make sure you have a dog and it's a lifestyle discipline because you know you're going to get an hour or two and you don't have to, uh, you know, plan it and go drive some. You just set up a lifestyle for yourself where you're going to have an hour or two walking and playing with the dog. So I, I just wrote down lifestyle discipline, man. That's what you just gave me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> that that's all about Mink and uh, knowing him, like I can tell you, like to see him like doing all this workouts. It's been not just like, you know, one week out in, one week off, like being like with fire department. I know that he'd been doing it consistently for tw over 20 years, like every day, pretty much. Mm -hmm. See him like just, you know, like going in the gym, doing his shakes. How long have you been doing your shake? Uh, it started it started developing 20 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just thought of something like I'm trying to picture in my head anybody I know who owns a dog who is overweight. Hmm. And I really don't know anybody that. <laughs> That's interesting, man. That's interesting. Well, and and don't don't get me wrong. That was some brilliant idea. That was what I had to do because I'm a I'm the ultimate lazy loiterer. I'll sit mm -hmm. on my ass in my backyard, listen to my old rock tunes, under my maple tree, looking over my beautiful yard. You know, I mean, I I'm retired, right? I gotta I gotta fight that. Oh fuck! I've done it. Oh, I get that. But His yard is beautiful. You made sure that you had a dog. You said that. You said you yeah. made yeah, he sure said you had a dog. And now I'm thinking: Do I know? Do I know any fat people with a dog? Or when I'm right. looking at people walking their dog on the street, do any of them look overweight? And nope. <laughs> it's interesting. Just yeah. thought hey. of that. That's pretty deep. Hey Jack, that's um, awesome. Can I, Jack, can I leave, uh, can I leave one thing with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned, uh, your, your protein, you know, you said you, you've lost, uh, muscle mass and, uh, um, one, one of the things that you mentioned is that you take a protein shake every day. So I, I wanted to jump on that word protein when it comes to, uh, self-care in terms of, uh, what we put in our side, inside our body. So I'm just going to give you a, a different perspective. Yeah, please. And check it out if you want. Um, uh, protein is something there's a myth behind protein. Um, our bodies don't use protein. Our bodies use amino acids. And it takes the amino acids and it makes the protein it wants. Mm. Uh, that's why you see horses and rhinos and gorillas, you know, they eat greens and they're like friggin' huge and strong as ever um, because they're getting amino acids. And so check out, um, you know, getting the uh, 9 or 11 essential amino acids and your body will start. Uh, fixing that protein issue in terms of your size. Does that come through in the um, omega? Uh, no, the omega three six nine are just oils. Uh, they, oil. They're they're for different. Um, they're more like a lubrication. So where do I find? Yeah, where do I find uh, what you're talking about? Uh, any health food store. Uh, you know, the nutritionist in the aisle. If you go to Healthy Planet, for example, they'll be able to walk you through what is amino acids and okay. what what would be a good one to get. So you can look up uh, BCAAs and stuff like that. I wish I could show you my, my cabinet that has basically all the proteins, creatine, glutamine, uh, veggie greens, phytoberry, 
amino acids, all the BCAAs, they're all there. But if you go down to like anywhere, go down to a Popeye's and get some BCAAs, you're all good. Popeye supplements, not yeah. supplements, not, not like, chain. yeah, exactly. I'm always <laughs> mixing that. <laughs> you walk his dog. Let me get back to the gym before they start pumping that in me. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, listen, I'm just, uh, just like it's very important where we find our, you know, our, our tomatoes and our canned foods and bagged foods and et cetera, et cetera. What Homer said is right. It's, uh, uh, be careful of what stores you walk into to purchase. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to pull in uh, Ro Dr. Roberto Vargas. I know he's here. Hey, guys. How are you? Here we go. I hope everybody's like great. Yeah, I'm happy to hear you here. And um, I'd like to hear your take on uh, what self-care is for you and um, what are you actually doing for self-care? Great. Uh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with self-care. That's uh, very important uh, for uh, human beings. And we can see anything in this planet actually has self-care. And, and to me, <clears throat> excuse me, it will start with knowing yourself, know thyself. So it, when you understand who you are, your weaknesses, your greatness, you know, what motivates you? Who are you? What's life about? Uh, when you understand who you are, it will allow you to move in any area of self-care that you are at. What do I mean? When you were a child, there was self-care. When you were a teenager, a different kind of self-care, you know? Uh, as you know, teenagers start uh, staying late at night and they wake up really, really late. So that kind of self-care. So every age, every time in our life, life's, lifespan has different times for different self-care. And all this in experience coming from knowing yourself. And um, what I find is that there are three aspects of myself that I want to nourish in uh, this process, one is my body. So what, do I, what am I doing for my body in this self-care journey? And then the, the other one will be my mind. What am I doing for my mind? And finally, my spirit, or the essence, or the energy that I am. So self-care is uh, in different levels then, right? It's not just one part of myself. But all starts knowing myself. So uh, at this point in my life, um, I learned to know myself again. So it means there is a constant knowing yourself. There is not a 20-year-old will say, I know myself, and that's the end of it. No, it's constant. Because we, we keep collecting over this lifespan different types of identities or personalities that will definitely affect the mind and therefore it's going to affect the body and definitely it's going to affect the spirit so by knowing yourself knowing your weaknesses you can work through this process and uh, and eventually liberate yourself if there is anything that is stopping you to becoming who you are or who you are already um, but not from the point of view that it's something wrong 
is just to know who you are at that moment. It doesn't mean that is that you're stuck or is a stagnant. So that's uh, that's how I see knowing myself. And and there's another factor that I heard uh, Steve, I think, it was saying about breath work and you you as well. Um, so when we have this knowing ourselves, now we can go deeper into. I can go deeper into me by actually doing breath work, whether it's Wing Hof or whether it's um, from the Breathwork Center, which you know, um, I've been, Alex, I've been, I, I, you, you actually experienced the breathwork with me that I was doing for you. So I've been training breathwork. And this allows you to open a different reality of self care. You know, you're talking to your energy, to who you are and exploring the deafness of yourself. Um, and, and then, you know, from there, you can go into your body, fitness. Uh, in myself, in myself will be yoga, which I love to do yoga. Uh, walks. Uh, yeah, Alex, we, we've been for a few walks, and, and that's amazing. Um, biking or any sport. Gardening. I love gardening. That will be one of my ways of self carrying my body, nourishing with the sun and, and touching the dirt, uh, which is uh, very grounding, you know? And, and, and then this allows me to uh, be at ease in, with my thoughts. Uh, and it makes me see uh, life with a different, from different point of view, meaning awareness, right? And every time I will do breath work, uh, whether it's Wing Hop or whether it's uh, the, the one that I do, which is more of the uh, yogic uh, tantra, white tantra-like. Um, so it allows me to feel myself and ease my mind, as I said, and then allow my spirit to come through. So I'm present. Uh, and that's how I will nourish, uh, uh, take care of myself, by uh, being present to me, doing whatever I'm doing, uh, and then I can do any physical activity, or I can read a book, or I can watch a movie, uh, I can spend time with family, and when it's my time for nourishing my spirit, then I will do meditation, sit down in a silent place, or, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or in the garden, or, or, or in a walk. So I definitely believe that self-care is important in anybody's uh, life to understand who you are, first of all, and allow yourself to transmute those energies or identities or personalities that we collected and, and become more present to the beautiful beings that we are. I love it, I love it, and I know, um, everything you say, uh, everything you preach, you actually practice. Like I, man, like, and I know, like I, I know Roberto closer than any of you, man. Like, and he's, uh, he, I don't know how many degrees he got. And, and this man is consistently like into yoga and different like seminars and breath work and some, some other stuff, which normally doctors would never do. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm really, man, I'm so grateful to have you here. And, uh, okay, thank absolutely. You, thank you for sharing this. Uh, One thing, Roberto. This yeah. is Roberto. This is Mink. Thank you for that. That was fucking beautiful. Honestly, that was that was, that was really <laughs> great. 
Uh, oh, thank you guys. Thank no, man, you. I was dead on. Like I just, I'm just totally like, I got to get yoga back in my life now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, yoga or gardening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I garden like shit, man. I'm good all day long. Yeah. One, one powerful thing you touched on is, um, you know, knowing yourself right now and, you know, basically respecting the fact that we're changing and self-care keeps changing. And I think this ties back to something uh, Dimitri had said a bit earlier about whether or not you're doing it for the right reason. And um, there's an audiobook I listened to recently, I can't remember the name offhand, where it talks about the best way to actually start looking at yourself and why we're so bad at it is because of, you know, all the things in our way and looking at ourselves, and that you almost have to like escape yourself and look at yourself as an you know, objective observer to be truly honest about what's going on, what you're going through. And because looking at through your own lens or trying to just work through it with your own thoughts in that sense, you kind of lose that perspective. But if you were like, okay, if this was me and this was my best friend and that's, you know, the clone or whatever, and I'm talking to them, what would I tell them? What do they need to know to step, you know, in the right direction and start taking care of some of these things and, you know, just getting out of our own way is, is usually part of the problem. I find specifically talking about myself too. Yeah. The mirror, love, works. the I mirror works for that too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> so I, I want to, I want to share something cool as well. So, um, um, just recently been going through like a um, bunch of different podcasts and listening. And one of the writers, um, um, she was talking about this cool practice where she said, like, I'm doing this stuff for my future self, right? So I can go and brush my teeth today, like twice a day, because I'm doing it for future, like whatever me, like, and I, I started practicing it every day. Like, and now, like every day, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to floss for future Alex. So I'm going to go and floss tonight for future Alex. And then like, you know, and I, I, I would just get next day and I would say, thanks, like past Alex, like always like, you know, back in the future, I would travel back in time and say, thanks, Alex, back in time for doing this, because it's future Alex who is like benefiting right now from healthy teeth or whatever I'm doing, like do like exercise, which I did yesterday. And I'm going every day and I found this is really cool routine to implement. Um, just like every day, like I have certain disciplines, which I create, like, and I'm like, okay, workout, meditation or whatever I do every day. I'm just, I'm saying, oh, I'm doing for future Alex. So like, and future Alex can benefit of this. Like, I don't know, maybe he, in 10, five years, he's going to say thank you to me. So for people so like Steve and me then who like taking care of other people better than ourselves, if we look at our future selves as that person we're taking care of, we might actually get our shit together basically. <laughs> so here's a way to look at it. There is a guy, um, Matthew McConaughey, uh, the, the, the actor. He goes up to accept mm -hmm. an award. And somebody asked him just before he went on stage or, or at some interview or something or other, you can look this up, uh, who his hero was. And his hero was... This is him on stage. He asked me who my hero was. I said, me, 10 years from now. Wow, his I love it. Was his hero. That's who he was trying to get to. Look it up. Mm. That's really interesting because, and Sean, you, like you, you just said, I'm working with uh, David Cordes, who uh, 
started uh, Boys to Men Canada. And that's one of the things that, that we've been working on is going back into the past, taking responsibility for things that I wasn't equipped to take responsibility for then and going into the future and looking ahead and yeah, like I might not, like Sean, like you're saying, I might not do it for myself today based on how I feel about myself today or you know, whatever's going on, but do I have enough love and care for future Steve <laughs> to do it for him if I won't do it for today, Steve? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, I yeah, that's, that's a trick, really Alex. Powerful, Thank you for that. That's a real powerful tool, man. I am, I'm pretty much convinced now that uh, that voice in my gut um, you know, through my whole past was my future self having, you know, started mm -hmm. to immerse myself in what science is telling us and how time is totally all happening at the same time. And uh, every time I listened to that gut feeling, that voice that was just absurd and went and did it, it fucking worked. And I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a better man today because of that. So, um, I ain't even gonna head fuck it. I'm just gonna keep going with it. <laughs> it's like the natural, like the natural path. I go to him and say, "Okay, it's time for you to perform your voodoo magic," and he fucking does it every time. You know, we I have a laugh about it, and but it's it just fucking works because I believe it. Because if I didn't believe it, none of it would work. I don't think. And uh, it's it's a big part of it, for sure. So I'm gonna shift to point two. Uh, which is, um, do you make time for, uh, during the day for yourself? And I'm going to start with you, Mr. Cornell. Like, and I know you, man, like, and you brilliant at your disciplines and different like routine. Like I know you have reset for every single week. So if you can share with us and tell us what you actually do, um, every day for yourself. And if you want to share okay. about your weekly discipline, tell us. <laughs> um, Okay, so, so the men know about uh, reset day. Uh, reset day is my day when, um, uh, you know, I clean my house, I clean my car, cut my hair, I do all my, uh, all my personal shit, my personal grooming, my personal um, whatever, it, whatever I need in order to make my home space my space. Um, shall we say, and, and in doing so, it clears my head. It sets me up nicely every Sunday. This is what I do. Um, and Saturday evenings, I go, to, I go to church, but I go to church primarily because the priest who was running the church is a friend of mine from like years ago before he was a priest. So that just kind of entered into my life. So I got a spiritual cleansing every week and a mental and physical cleansing every week. And then every day I found a new... Uh, a new workout routine. I used to work out only two or three days a week, and um, uh, but it would be a full body workout. Uh, recently, just a couple of days, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, sorry, I, I got into just doing um, specific body parts. That way, I'm in the gym every single day because I found that um, you know, with all the protein shakes and all that kind of stuff that I take and whatnot in order to help me to recover from these workouts quickly. Um, and yes, Andrew, I do take BCAAs when I'm 
uh, not eating when I'm fasting and stuff like that. <laughs> the same. Um, that said, so I don't eat the muscle. That's the problem. When you're intermittent fasting, you eat the muscle. So you take the BCAAs and it helps protect the muscle until you end up back in the gym. Anyways, uh, what I found was uh, I'm getting older and it's taking a little bit more work in order to keep the weight off to keep me where I want to be. So I had to change my workout strategy to get to where I want to get to, which is now every day I'm in the gym and I only have two rest days a week. Whereas I used to have four, now I only have two rest days in a week, which is usually like a Wednesday or a Thursday and a, and a Sunday. Sunday is, you know, the clean cleaning day and so forth. So that's my routine, essentially, um, you know, up every day uh, before dawn and, um, you know, try not to do the napping and all that kind of stuff so I can get a solid sleep. And uh, when I have difficulty sleeping, I take some ZMA, zinc, magnesium, and B6, and that helps uh, knock me out. And that's it. Sleep is very important. A good work ethic is very important. A good workout regimen is very important. And uh, how you live, keeping your, your, your sanctuary clean, uh, you know, a clean environment is a healthy environment. So that's it. That's me. I love it. I love it. Steve, going to you. What do you do every yeah. day? <laughs> yeah, so just recently I just started. I had a health scare um, a few months ago. Not, not that long ago, maybe three months ago or whatever. And, um, you know, it was, it was, came from stress. And so I really had to, to address this. So for six weeks, I've been on a really strict, healthy, heart ketogenic regime, like crazy strict, you know? Uh, and, uh, just to reset my body and, um, yeah, it, it, um, so now my disciplines are, are set in place. And now that I'm, you know, at six weeks of that, I'm going into like week seven or eight. So I've, I've added some things back, but I'm trying to maintain the, the disciplines. Um, and what I'm realizing is I never took time for me. I just want to talk about this because we, we talked, we kind of touched on it, where men are really bad at taking time for self. That's me. And there's a... I, I, it's not right to call it a guilt. There's this belief that if I'm taking time for myself, it's taking time away from the family. I'm being lazy. Um, maybe I don't deserve it. I, I don't know what's going on there, but there's this like common uh, acceptance that we're the mule and we just work ourselves into the ground for the family. And that's just our, that's just how it is for a man. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, just stop it. <laughs> Let me jump back for a second. Yeah. yeah. For a second. So, so for a while there, I was focused primarily when I was working in the entertainment industry and doing music and all that kind of stuff, but I wasn't necessarily taking care of my body, shall we say. So I wasn't uh, physically uh, where I wanted to be. And that weighs a little bit on your esteem. And I find that, especially in the role that I have at work, um, there is a confidence 
there's, there's a confidence and a sense of care and control um, that I have over myself. Uh, hence, it goes back to your, your topic about temperament. Uh, when I'm working out and I feel that I'm in shape and my head is clear and um, um, I find that the interactions that I have, my relationships with people is stronger because I'm not worried about, I don't look right. I don't feel right. I don't this, I don't that. That's not necessarily consciously at the forefront of your mind as you're having conversations with people, but it is back there where you don't view yourself uh, as you're in the best, uh, best place of your life. So I find for me, just for me, um, staying physically fit and keeping my head clear uh, enables me to have better relationships with people. Yeah, for sure. And that's mature and aware. <laughs> so the thing that, the thing that I experienced, you know, being a professional athlete and being in pro sports for you know, 30 years, whatever it's been, I'm 37 coaching. And okay. Just, just to clarify the professional athletes, this is an Olympian yeah. here. For some of you men who've never uh, met Steve Anderson, you undersell yourself so much, brother. Gold <laughs> medalist, okay. Olympian. Okay, Olympic, Olympic coach, not Olympic athlete. Uh, I was a pro professional athlete um, with, with beach volleyball, but most of my professional career has been uh, the Olympics as a, as a coach. And, but just being around, being at that level, and I was, you know, physically, I was always performing at a high level. I, I was able to abuse myself uh, and still feel like I was fit and I, you know, that sort of thing. So this, there's two things. I got confronted with this, but Dr. Warren Farrell uh, did something with men and masculinity. And he said that men, we have this common agreement and this belief that men are expendable. It rocked me, you know, cause I, it just rung as true. It's like either we're leaving the home and we're not, it's acceptable for us to miss our children growing up and, you know, to be out in the workforce, just making the money and coming home, or we're expected to go to war, put us, you know, for danger. It's just, you know, men are thought of as expendable. And, you know, initially it's like, oh, is that the way people think of me? But no, that's the way I think of myself. And it just dawned on me like, yeah, I treat myself like I'm expendable. And being a professional athlete, it was really interesting it was like the stallion mode of, you know, do what I want to do. I'm invincible to this mule mode of, okay, jump on my back, break my back. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm here for. And so self-care, you know, just was never really a, a, something to consider, whether it was me abusing myself by thinking I'm, a, you know, being self-centric and thinking I'm invincible, young stallion, I'm going to do what I want. And it was almost like paying penance penance for that lifestyle to say, oh, okay, now I'm just going to sacrifice myself for family and I'm going to grow up and, and just, you can just ride me into the grave, you know? So nowhere that I, I don't see any space in there for, oh, let me take care of myself so I can serve or yeah, I have to have a full cup and I'm just trying to unpack it. I don't know if there's a guilt in there. I don't know if it's just this social construct of what men are and how we're just meant to be to serve and, and jump in front of bullets, you know, for, for our loved ones. I don't know where it comes from. I'm trying to unpack it myself, but the way it shows up in my life is 
self-care was never really uh, a priority or a consideration because, you know, it's, it's like a luxury. <laughs> but now I realize that's just a ridiculous story and it, it keeps me from serving, it keeps me from serving anyone, you know? And it's a horrible mentality to have that I'm expendable. It's just a horrible mentality. I can't, sh- how am I gonna show up powerfully when I think that I don't matter? That's just, that's just so horrible. True. So true. Yeah. So that's, that's where I am now. I'm just trying to unpack that now. I'm just seeing it because of this medical thing that I had. And now I'm being confronted with, now I've got a young son. He's, he's 11, he'll be 12. I'm 56. I'll be 56 in September, he'll be 12. So I'm confronted with how do I take care of myself and be there for him, uh, like be alive <laughs> and be thriving. Uh, with, with all these years between us, I've got to, i got to really do something here to be around for another 30, 40 years. You have to do something for the future, future self. You have to invest. Future me and future him, yeah. right? And yeah, uh, yeah otherwise. But Andrew, yeah, but Anderson, you're, you're a professional athlete, and I've heard that a lot out of professional athletes on many, many interviews, is you didn't have time to take care of yourself back there because that level you were at was just, is extremely, like, demanding so i mean i i understand why you were like that now you just i guess need to break that just to break that because you don't have to be that anymore yeah and i think it's interesting listening to you as a, as a fireman and uh being in an environment like you said you had to there were men who were taking care of themselves most of the job you know how they're on calls all day most of the job is preparing yourself <laughs> right. to be and and, and it's different sport and what you do is different. Like if I go out and, and I'm performing and I mess up, I lose the game, I lose money, whatever. You make, you go out and you're not in optimal performance. So you're losing a life, your teammates, the people you're, you're trying to serve. Like it is, it, it just, when you were talking before, it became really apparent to me, this is no joke. Your performance is not something to take lightly. And most of the time you spend is preparing for those occasions when you have to go out and perform because it's life or death. And uh, so self-care has to be you know, paramount for you. Whereas in something like sport, you can see people who abuse through steroids and all this sort of stuff, or you'll see them you know, abusing themselves through drugs or whatever else. And that may happen in your profession too, because you spoke about alcohol, but, but it just, it just you know, performance is one thing, health is another, like fitness, all these things. But like what we're talking about, self-care, self-love, self-care, that's all. That's not just being healthy. It's not just being fit. It's being, uh, you know, a whole, whole person, a whole healthy person, <laughs> mentally, mostly, spiritually. It's more than just, you know, whether I can run fast or jump high or, you know, it's, I don't know, like I said, I'm trying to unpack it now and I'm just being confronted because life is confronting me. And uh, yeah, so I'm. I'm you, you brought insane. a really powerful point. Yeah, I think it, it's really cool because I, I can even look at myself and I can tell you it's probably a combination for each of us, like different things. Like I know growing up, like to have a powerful and strong father who is really hard ass, like, you know, just like, and it wasn't like, you know, a space for fucking up or just space for mm-hmm. being wrong. Like, and I think you, yeah. like, through my experience, learning that the man, man is not allowed to cry man is not allowed to be weak man is like yeah. as you said this like mule which people can jump on and just like ride yeah. i think yeah. this is all combination right so i think it's also 
like how you grow up and, and what you've seen, how you experience life. And, and, and it's amazing to have these talks because you can see the different perspective. Because as I was growing up, I didn't have any perspective. This is the only perspective I have, mm. right? So like, and I think this topic which you just touched, like definitely resonates with me. And I'm glad you're connecting it with Mink. Um, like I just, I love, um, I love to see him as well. Like, and, and I can see the different perspective because yeah, you need to take care of yourself to take care of others. And uh, if you're doing something different, let's say if you're working in front of a computer every day, you, it's hard to really pay attention to this because you kind of like, you don't realize this concept. You're like, oh, I'm just, you know, like no people die if I don't, you know, just uh, take care of myself, right? So, but this is a really valuable point. Thanks Unless for you're programming up. for Tesla's auto-driving cars. That's and true. quite that's literally. True. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. Um, Mix. Yeah, yeah, uh, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Anderson's interpretation that, you know, we don't look at these things as life and death, but, you know, we'd probably be better off if we did, <laughs> right? If we're always well, that Anderson. prepared, right? Yeah. Before, we never had a choice because we always went off to war. I mean, it's only recent that men don't have to go off to war. Like in the last, what, 40, 50 years? Before then, there was always some sort of go off and put your life on the line. Uh, and we've had conflicts and wars, but I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's expected of a man now in a lot of, like in North America, for example, it's not expected that you have to join the military. Some places you still must, whether you're a man or a woman. But we've had thousands of years of, you are, you are going to arm up and go off and fight and die and come, whatever. You may come back home and when you come back home, how are you going to be? <laughs> so we're, we're like just this new generation of men who uh, don't have to take up weapons and go out. Some of us, there's still places around the world where that's just their reality. And so it's been really interesting for me. I was in the military, but I didn't have to go out and fight. So it's been really interesting for me to uh, be this young man growing up we thought about it, but I know my father went to war. And his father would have had some conflict. And here I am, you know, trying to raise a son. And uh, in this new paradigm of what a man is, if, if I'm not this expendable go off to war thing, and I'm staying at home and I can cook dinner for my son, I can pick him up from school, and I don't have this, this horror in my psyche you know, to, to bring to him and who, who am I, how am I going to show up? It's really interesting. I, I see Andrew and Andrew's really humble too. And I see Andrew working with young people and what he sets up with them and, and his, his own self care and how that shows up in the community is really incredible. So I'm seeing this contrast of Mink who runs into buildings, you know, putting his, like, like, like the old men who put their lives on the line, you know, uh, like literally, and then Andrew, who's living a lifestyle where young people want to be like him. Parents, you know, like he's changing the family tree from, from the kids into the family. It's really incredible. Uh, Andrew, I'd like to hear more about that because, you yeah, know, you kind of listen gonna, a lot. We're going to pull him in. So, um, yeah. Andrew, Andrew, why don't, why don't we, since he's talking about you, why don't we just to get your take? So. You, you already mentioned to us like what uh, self-care means to you and all those attributes. Um, and do you make time in your day for yourself? And if yes, what, what exactly are you doing? Uh, I'd love you to, to share with us maybe more details on that. Yeah, um, believe it or not, my, just my morning routine alone 
before I leave the house is like two hours long. Uh, so there's specific things that I that I do, and I guess, I don't have to do them, I guess, but I I just feel naked if I don't. Um, it might be what we all do. It might be just brushing your teeth or using the bathroom or having a shower or putting your clothes out or taking your vitamins or whatever. I'm just uh, I'm very organized. I I hate I hate failing. Um, I don't like what that looks like, so I try to do everything as perfectly as I can. Uh, I guess, as, as Steve was saying, you know, we we tend to see ourselves as uh, having to succeed because everybody else depends on us, and if we if we don't, then something falls apart. It's quite a quite a burden to bear. Um, so I've been trying to I've been trying to do that uh, perfectly. Because I, I realize if I my cup is not full, then how am I going to um, how am I going to make a difference in somebody else's life? And the one way I think that I could always make that difference is uh, is by example. It might not be what I tell someone to do or what I say, but you know what do I do myself? Uh, when when children are involved, it becomes even more apparent that that has to be the a huge part of the formula. Um, they have this very uh, intuitive nature where they, they they read your body language and they, and they read your um, what it is you show and not what it is you say. Uh, so in my preparation for who I am as a human being, whether it's uh, whether I drink this type of water or I eat this type of food or I wear this kind of clothes or I, uh, I speak this way um, or I dress this way, it's... Uh, it, it almost feels like there's a vain part of it because I'm, I'm doing it to impress, right? I'm doing it to present a visual example. Um, but in the end, I feel solace in it because I'm doing it to affect another life or other lives um, and hoping that somewhere, somewhere that future person makes a, a difference for those in my present space. Um, yeah, but Andrew, if you could just, so people don't know, like you've, two different schools, 16 years, you've been doing a morning program, volunteer, you've missed less than a handful of days in 16 years before, was it 6, 7 a.m., 6 a.m. before school, you're, yeah. you're there five days a week, never been paid for, you've been doing it longer than that, but you've been doing it formally in schools, right. for 16 years, every single school morning, uh, and list, you know, I don't know how many days you, you missed, like two, three, whatever, out of the 16 years uh, to, to have this effect on these young people. So say a little bit about what you do okay. <laughs> and the impact that you're having on kids because this is, and then how your self-care and everything, and you, because you model this for them. They want yeah. to be you. I've talked to parents. They always say, Mr. Bouchon, Mr. Bouchon, my, my kid won't listen to me, but Mr. Bouchon said do this, so they have to do it. You know, the respect you have from the community and these young people especially it's it's it's, it's amazing steve thank you um yeah those words mean a lot um i show up at school and i i have a program and it's based on the four facets of life right uh, number one is character then sleep then nutrition then training and they're listed in that order because that's the uh, the significance of them so when I show up and I ask students to show up, it's all voluntary for them. They, they don't have to do this. They can choose to do this. 
And over the 16 years, what have come out over that time frame is the realization that, wow, these kids are, um, they're doing something amazing themselves. Some of them have to wake themselves up because uh, this is an added burden to their parent. Some of them have to make their own lunches or they have to make their own breakfast. In some cases, they have to get a sibling ready. They might be in grade six, but they have to take care of a, a, a sibling in grade three or, or kindergarten. They come to the school and all we do is we, we do physical work for about eight minutes. They don't realize it, but that's all we do. Most of the other time, it's talking, it's fooling around, it's sharing jokes, and it's playing games. But we work on character, and we work on sharing information about character, and we work on sharing information about sleep and about nutrition. Um, most things that I've learned that I have to share, it's, it's, it's outside of mainstream knowledge. Um, so that the kids would usually go back home to share what it is they do at performance training. And that's where the interaction with the families come. Um, and it's because I'm sharing stuff that is different. Um, Steve, is, I, I don't really have a, I'm not very comfortable when it comes to talking about myself and, and what I do. So <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm choosing no, the, no. the right no, words. I think, I think, no. I think you gave enough context. <laughs> Okay. It, this yeah, is useful context because I had no idea. Super useful. Thank you. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to come to one of these trainings. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I it's think incredible. we all should. I, I, well, it's I've, incredible. I'd love to join one of your it's sessions. Inc <laughs> it's incredible. I, I went there, and Andrew told me, "Oh, this this young man is a bully. You know, he comes from this sort of environment. It's this sort of tragedy in home life, whatever." I show up, and this young man is is. You know, physically, you could see where he, he could be the bully because he's a physical kid. But uh, he's helping. He's, he's the mentor in this environment. He's helping younger kids. He's laughing. He's smiling. He's, uh, there's, no, there's no safety issue for him. He's not in fight or, you know, mode, fight or flight mode. He's, he's, it's a very competitive environment, but you only compete with your former self. What was your time before? So everyone is helping everyone. He leaves this environment, goes into the rest of the school, he becomes the bully. And speaking to the principal, he's only he's like this with Mr. Bouchon, if we can get this in the rest of the school. And what I noticed was what you model, mm -hmm. the safety that they feel because of your congruency between what you say and how you show up every day, literally every day, they, they see that and that's, they aspire to that and they get to, that's who they become. So your self-care, the nutrition, who you are as a person, how you show up, that's the gateway for them <laughs> to, to get some of that, right? And, and, it, and it changes their family. I've heard parents who say, yeah, we didn't like this, can't drink, can't drink pop anymore. <laughs> you know? What do you mean you can't drink, can't drink milk? What are you talking about? And, but now the family's healthy. Or some, you know, it's, so I just, like what you do, but it's your self-care and your, who you are, how you discipline your life, and then how that's a model for these for these other people. It's not just your life and your health and your family. It's like the community is benefiting from from how you are. <laughs> you know, and I will get it to. I, mean, I know I've taken this off topic here a little bit, but um, thank you. That time that you take, and the question was, you know, how do you make time for this? I was curious for you how that time that you take every morning to be with these kids for sixteen years, man, five days a week, sixteen years. How that affects you and, and what part of your routine is that for your self-care? Um, you know what, Steve, uh, for me, it's a, it's a total blessing. I feel like if they weren't there to participate in that, 
I would lose out. It, um, it brings joy to me. Uh, even hearing you talk, hearing the parents talk, uh, what you've heard from the parents, all of that is like a fuel. Uh, it, it, uh, it creates in me um, a sense of keep going, don't stop. This is amazing. I love this. It, it makes me feel good. And uh, I don't know, sometimes that's a good enough reason for doing it. You know, just that energy that you get and that sense of belonging and that sense of accomplishment that I've made a difference. I've left a footprint. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason I keep going. Perspective I get from that, Andrew, and back to our quote about an empty cup can't pour. You know, what about the, the lens of this that the self-care is ensuring the cup doesn't have holes? Wow. So that when you're doing those things and you get that feedback, that's what's filling the cup. Yes. So then the next day you have something to pour out. Because, you know, it, from that angle, like, you know, that's the motivation, right? That keeps yeah. you going and the kids show up. That's why you keep doing it and you're not going to stop. Yeah. But if you start falling apart and your cup has holes, doesn't matter how much they keep pouring in, you're not going to care anymore or it's going to be less effective and you're going to stop showing up for them. So just something that just came up the way you presented it there. So. It's a, you know, um, like I met with a young man yesterday. Uh, he's uh, just got a full scholarship to a college and, he comes from a, a broken home. Um, he's kicked out. Uh, he has to live with someone else. He's very, he was ADHD. But when he came into performance training, he found a, he found a place where he can excel, as Steve saw and the other gentleman he was talking about. And watching the, the growth that takes place and, and the person that they become, it's like um, it makes me want to do better. Uh, it makes me very humble. So thank you. I appreciate that, Homer. Thank you, Andrew. This is great. I love it. I'm going to pull uh, Mr. Dimich back. Um, Mr. Dimich, um, tell us a little bit more uh, about your routine. What do you, are you, or do you make time for yourself every day? We kind of touched it a little bit, but I'd like you to maybe share more if you could with us. Yeah, so I suck at this. So, so the whole discovery, <laughs> yeah. So the whole discovery about self care is relatively recent for me, but then a lot of pieces that I've known from before, and I practice as a part of my development of my career and 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 becoming a better manager and better person and being part of the men's team. A lot of pieces have have played a role, and for those that don't know, I uh, I was a VP engineer. VP of engineering um, in software um, and now um, probably retired. Um, <laughs> we'll see about that. Maybe I get too bored. Um, but but, but uh, also to Homer's point, uh, you've done some work with Tesla as well, right? So like, like when he was referring to like, I guess something being responsible. So you, you're the one who could be doing this kind of work. Yeah, yeah, actually, actually, so, so in some ways, I'm, I'm looking for what is next thing for me, because I figure out that I love doing my work, but it stresses me, and it's not necessarily great for my health, mm. and I mm. don't have a need to work anymore for, um, for salary, so um, I'm actually thinking, like, a, where can I contribute something useful to the world, mm. uh, and yet really enjoy it, uh, so, you know, what... what um, 
Andrew was that Andrew was discussing that that sounds fantastic and it's not my strong mm-hmm. thing, but anyway I'm looking for something like that mm-hmm. and uh, but what I'm trying to say is you know I've done a lot of development work for this or that reason um, and and then this recent discovery about uh, self care and all of that it, it has pieced some of the stuff for me but I will admit that I don't have strong routine uh, of any sort. And I think that's actually missing in my life because my approach is ad hoc. It's, it's mm-hmm. lucky that, um, uh, well, the only routine now is intermittent fasting and, and no carbs, but um, yeah, I'm not doing well, I'll, I'll be honest. I think that's actually really missing because um, yeah, I find that sometimes I'm wasting time and you know, I read the stuff that was irrelevant and yeah, so I need to do better. That's all. But knowing you, man, like you, you're the one who really cares about your team and teammates. Like, oh, yeah, team I, you, like on the management level. Absolutely. I, so my, my job as a, as a um, VP of engineering is actually, it's a lot more about building the culture and creating um, environment where they enjoy working with each other and they are team oriented and team is always in, um, uh, there first and egos are, are there second. And, and this and giving them empowerment, sense of mastery, accomplishment, treating them respectfully and all of that. And that's similar in, in uh, when um, working as a VP of engineering and I, I really cared in men's teams too. Um, it's about giving to others does that wonderful um, feel of we are achieving something, you know, creating, creating happiness. Because honestly, um, I, I don't know how many people know this, but when you do something good for others, you feel good. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really selfless act is actually selfish in that sense. You know, you are doing it for someone else, but yet it makes you feel good. It makes you feel fulfilled. And, um, and yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah, that's a because there's there's a uh, that's like a really powerful constructive way to to use your ego, mm-hmm. you know, because people think that oh you're supposed to try to get rid of ego. No, you you have to have ego, but but we don't use it well. But what you're talking about doing something for others and uh, and you said wow, giving others a sense that that you're doing something like worthwhile. I just wrote it down. Achieve, that's awesome. Yeah. Achieves, yeah. You know, that's really, yeah. You know, look, look, look up the, my recommendations on the LinkedIn or, or, you know, what happened to me last year. Um, so the team was getting along so well and I'm so happy that I'm going to talk about this until the end of my life. They were doing so well. But then they actually wanted to go to Muskoka to a cottage altogether and they were going to rent a bus. So when I heard that, I turned it into a, hey, why don't we have a little bit of training? And, um, and we did a, something called five dysfunctions of the team uh, training, which I've um, facilitated a couple of times. And um, so we had the improv games and talk about how you build trust and what's important in your team and how to commit by having this, this uh, environment of everyone expressing their ideas freely. And, and having respectful, uh, you know, discussions and people being able to have heated discussions without actually getting hurt. 
So how to go about this and how to be positive and a lot of stuff from improv actually. So we spent Friday doing that. Um, and then they had Saturday and Sunday on their own and I paid for everything there from, from a budget, right? And we had a huge cottage, like I don't know, eight rooms or something like that. And you know, I, I am the elder there and the, the highest rank. So I was the first one to, to pull back to go for sleep. And just remember, man, that the, um, it was for hours that, that I kept hearing them laugh, uh, you know, upstairs and having a great time. And it was like, I actually just got a goosebumps remembering how <laughs> awesome that was. And, and, and they did, we did rent a, a kind of minibus and they all went together. They made a round uh, around the city to pick up everything to go there. They, they just wanted to have that, that sense of, we're going together, we can be coming back together. So, but that uh, you just, you just bring in something powerful. I think there's this like team and just like doing something, looking forward to something. And just, I think again, like what, what you and Andrew mentioned already, like just doing something for somebody. I think it's huge practice. It's Maybe a even self care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's absolutely mm -hmm. rewarding. Yeah, there's something special about going away in a bus and coming back in a bus, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> it is something special. Um, I'm going to pull Roberto Vargas, uh, Dr. Roberto, please share with us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys. Again. <laughs> and if you, if so, you, if you're finding time for yourself every day. Yeah. It's so great to hear It's a potpourri of, of different, uh, experiences. And it's so great to hear all of you. Yes. Uh, in, in my case, um, I, yes, uh, I will say in this manner, I definitely need to create a space for myself and uh, I can see myself pre-COVID. Yeah? That was a very interesting time in the life, in my life. And, and mentioning uh, what I mentioned before is every time self-care uh, evolves as you are evolving as well, or you knowing yourself. So then during the COVID, it was a lot of self-care. I love for indulgence <laughs> in every aspect, body, mind, and spirit. And now post-COVID, um, I did my office in a way that um, I'm only working six hours a day. You know, so I have two shifts. They are the dentist in, uh, in a different shift. So I start, say, 8 o'clock till 2 o'clock uh, one week. And the following week, I do 2 o'clock till 8 o'clock. So and I, just to I give have, you a man perspective, his his previous time was like um, I think twelve hours a day was regular <laughs> regular day. Yeah, so yeah, find him like was, early early in the morning and like <laughs> pre COVID and post COVID and yeah. And uh, if you can just give, give us give context, <laughs> Roberto, as to what you're yeah. doing for some of the so other we, men. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, I I uh, I work as a dentist, and I've been doing this for twenty twenty seven years now. 26, yeah, 26, 27 years, and practicing in Canada the past 20 years. I'm originally from Bolivia, uh, so I, I practice there as well. And uh, yeah, so I, I have my office here in in, in Etobicoke, and um, and, and uh, I'm having a great time. I really enjoy, it. and I can relate to all of you guys when you mentioned being at service. Uh, yes, uh, this is a business, but services first. 
So we're providing service and whatever money comes in, in our office through, through our patients is, is for expending anyway. We pay all the things and then we have some for us. But what we value, what we actually enjoy is the compliments or the um, comments from our patients, uh, you know, about how we perform and how great it was for them the experience today or a new patient that shows up. Oh my God, I never had this like this kind of dentistry or, 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 or something like that. So that's when we, we uh, enjoy what we do. Um, that's our reward. Um, the monetary, yes, is important, but our, our food, our daily food is how we serve our patients. And uh, talking about teams, yes, it's very important to have our teams on board and everybody uh, knows where, where we are and what we're doing at all times. It's really important. There's a constant training for that. Now, going back to self-care, um, so it changed uh, over the years for me. So I, uh, let's say younger days, uh, 20s or so, it was, it was a lot of body, you know? weightlifting and beautiful, all that protein milkshakes and lots of meat and lots of like a lot of protein. What I thought at that time was for me, uh, what, I, what I thought I could do. So whey protein and creatinine and all those things. So it was great. Uh, I, I learned who I was at that moment. <clears throat> and then when I became a dentist, obviously that changed in junior university. I stopped that and it was a different time of, uh, for different self-care. Now I had a son. Uh, so my self-care became different. Um, and maybe more relationship with uh, family and friends. That was a different time. Uh, now, what is it today for me, self-care? Today, I see self-care uh, like being present to myself at all times being present to the being in the moment so how did i come up with this so i'm i'm working a few uh, let's say about 10 20 years ago actually i'm working i'm running you know it's like one room after the other and there's a lot of pressure language and new experience new new country and uh when i start doing yoga then at that time i kind of developed this new sense of being, let's call it, where I start knowing my body. So this might sound funny, but I was actually clenching my, my butt cheeks when I was working because I was under a lot of stress. Mm. You know, I was under a lot of stress. Later on, I related to, okay, first energy center, fear-based, you know, yeah, no wonder I was actually protecting myself by contracting all this first chakra. We call it a first energy center. And, and, and then I realized later on how that, uh, how, how important it is to know uh, what centers or areas you have in your body and how your body is functioning when you're performing or doing something, whether it's a sport, whether it's making love, whether it's eating an avocado, whatever. So that's self-awareness. So now uh, knowing that my body uh, in that time was in a lot of tension, I started noticing uh, 
pain in my right hip and whatnot. So that's why I'm saying today is being present to myself. So that's how my self-care is uh, on a daily basis. So whatever I am doing, I want to be present to myself so I can put my body at ease and I can perform with my mind also at ease so I can enjoy what I'm doing. Whether I'm cleaning the, the basement or, or I am, um, I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm having a nice meal at the house or whatever meal we have, not necessarily nice, whatever it is. So, uh, and that's my new practice is being present to myself as part of my self-care so I can uh, enjoy this body rather than contracting my neck or being uh, frustrated or, um, or, or um, being angry. Now, I'm not saying this from a point of view that being angry is wrong or contracting my neck is wrong or clenching my butt cheeks is wrong. No, it's just a process of knowing myself where now being aware of who I am allows me to be a non, non, non-judgmental with myself or others. Now saying that doesn't mean that in the team effort, in the teamwork, I'm not going to call on somebody that is not performing properly. It's not coming from a judgmental point of view. It's coming from contributing for the team. Or we can take any other situation. So, um, yeah, so that's how, that's how I view today being present to myself as uh, making time uh, for myself. Yeah, yeah, and, and that can look like doing yoga, doing breath work, and gardening, making love, uh, gar- uh, getting uh, the, the, the car, taking care of the car, cleaning the, I don't know, whatever. Whatever that is, working, doing an extraction or doing a surgery. Yeah, and you, and you get it matter. working. Yeah, like seeing see you like 12 to 14 hour days. Like, um, <laughs> I'm just giving you perspective. This man would call me like, he would get to work early and he would call like 10.30 to 11 p.m. He's just getting out from his office and he's doing it every day. What used to? I'm glad to see the change. Yes, it did, and this is again evolving self-care, non-judgmental anymore. You know, it's the beauty of this. It is. It's a beautiful life. That's awesome. Thank you. And that gets us to the next point, which I'd like to discuss with you, man. So, how by taking care of yourself, um, you know, affects your confidence or success, whatever you do. Like how by just following all those routines which you just shared, um, affecting what you do. And Mr. Mink, I'm going to start with you. I'm just going to mix it a little bit. So um, like by doing what you do every day, the self-care, how is changing your confidence and success in whatever you do? Uh, Just simply because of the fact I feel better than I think I ever have um, physically. Other than I have a couple of, you know, a couple of old man things, you know, 61, I'm going to have some, some uh, wear and tear on me. But um, other than that, just, just keeping doing it is, is, is part of, you know, building that confidence, not, not stopping. I had a great thing. My naturopath found out I was going to be retiring. He says, okay, three phases of retirement. Go, go. We do everything you 
on your bucket list you couldn't do before. Slow go because your bucket list is done. And then followed quickly by no go. <laughs> so I went, I went, oh, that's easy to remember. And I don't want to be a no go. I don't want to be a no -go. Yeah. So it was, it was like, okay. Uh, so I'm always fighting, you know, fighting, especially in COVID, fighting that slow go. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, so many things I heard, the gardening being on my knees, digging in the earth and, uh, you know, working with uh, my huge yard of plants. Um, I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but you're absolutely right. Uh, whoever said that, I mean, it was, that's why I'm connected. And um, yeah, so recently, you, you recently have been going through the tough time, right? So you mentioned uh, why I've been yeah, diagnosed uh -huh. with, with cancer and like, how is your routine helping you to go through this time? Because I know it's been really tough for you. Yeah, it's fucked with my routine because, um, you know, there's been a lot of times where I've had to just reflect on what's going on. Um, so you men know, uh, a year ago, my wife uh, had to get her breast taken off for triple negative cancer, which is a super aggressive. It started showing up all over her body. All, everything was bad, bad, bad until last week this last chemo that she's on is starting to work. Um, so that was the first light of, uh, you know, good news in a pretty bad year. Um, so yeah, the, the, everything, I had to think about everything. I had to think about all the changes that were potentially in uh, one year, like they just told me. So um, uh, it did fuck with my team because I had a lot of, I'll call it self-reflection uh, introspection around, you know, how am I going to handle this? What do I got to do? I know there's these stages of grief and I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm in one of them because I'm, uh, you know, having waves of emotion come over me that I just have to let come over me and sit there and let them, let them go. And then the wave goes away. And, uh, so yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of had had to go to a context of my life. I've led a charmed charmed life, and um, finally, you know, this is what pain feels like. Um, I have I've been a lucky lucky man around that, or fortunate, I should say. So, um, you know, it's just it's my time. I got to step up, and you know, Gorgans, all this work we've been doing for 15, 20 years that you know with men, and keeping you know helping other men has prepared me perfectly for it. I have every, I have so much confidence because I know I can call a hundred different men and they'd be glad to take my call. And that's just, that's, I don't know. I can't put any, you know, value on that. It's so high. It's just beyond, valuable, you know, to me, it's precious, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm all, I'm all set up to handle this pain, you know, right in the nick of time <laughs> you know you know what's interesting like through the covid uh time i found myself like first i guess first months or first couple of weeks kind of falling from all the routines because you get like all those like i don't know um all of a sudden you have time and flexibility and nobody's around to push you like there is no nobody's watching you because everybody's sitting home uh and it's interesting it was a good test for all those routines um and and like goes through the times where I was going to and uh, like first months as soon as it started my dad got in the hospital 
So, and that was just really interesting. And I found by keeping those routines every day, it got me out of that. Like, you know, just mental space and just really getting back to work and just simply get in my habit, just wake up the same time I used to, go back to just, you know, take a shower, do my routine, um, do workout, uh, get to computer at the time where I should be, not at the time, like when I, whatever I want. Uh, it just, it was such a huge change on my mental space. And I, I realized it just, it was just really something which kept me through that time. And the lesson I've learned for myself that, that time, like just again, especially with dad, like seeing um, all this crazy stuff, which also got me to kind of emotional state. If I drop my routine for self-care daily, I'm just going to fail miserably every day. And, um, and that's the reason I'm also just, I'd like to hear you, man, like just to explore more on this last point, Mr. Homer, I'll shift to you. Um, how is, um, you know, self-care on a daily basis affecting your confidence and your success in whatever you do? Yeah. So, you know, with the position I'm in and uh, when COVID hit, you know, I was actually fine at first because that's typically, you know, I'm the person who deals with all the shit at work and I just get things moving, you know, try and uh, figure out what to do next and just keep going on. Right. And then as COVID went on, um, by just continuing to take on the burden of certain things and like Steve, just not paying attention to exactly how that stress was translating pretty much into my bones. Like it, uh, bit me in the ass and there was, you know, probably about a month and a half into COVID that it like hit me that I'm starting to fall apart a bit. <laughs> um, thankfully I had engaged the naturopath before that and was starting to recognize some of the things that I'm lacking in looking after myself. Um, and I, instead of spiraling down or letting it get worse, I immediately engaged the naturopath and as well started speaking with a therapist to, you know, start looking at some of these things again. And, you know, I've done work with Sterling. I've done, you know, other self-help things in over the years, but, you know, not putting them into practice doesn't mean shit. Like I know it, that's great. And I know the things I could be doing, that's great, but I'm not actively doing them and I'm not, you know, motivated to do them. So, you know, uh, something that Mink touched on, you know, your confidence comes from knowing you can ask for help to help yourself, right? Your self-care is actually being able to rely on others and have a support system. So I used, you know, uh, some professional help to get me more on board. And because of that, you know, there's positive things, uh, looking at sleep, looking at uh, cortisol and how I'm dealing with that now, which I wasn't as of two months ago, uh, to a point where I wasn't sleeping almost a week straight. And that was going to, again, get worse if I didn't address it. So um, at that moment and like a low point in COVID, yeah, like my confidence, just my sanity was not good. And I was very short on meetings, you know, uh, a little harsher on my team, right? Short with the wife and uh, the the cats when they act out, right? Just would just fly off the handle and that's that doesn't help anyone anything. And uh, there was a point which just, kind of was the icing on top around this where one of the cats was severely ill and could have died. She basically had a condition that came up in the middle of COVID when the vets were barely taking animals and like, you know, 
that just threw me for a loop on top of everything. And that was like, you know, the little, the little push that just sent everything off and the week I didn't sleep. So yeah, just starting to be more introspective on a regular basis has brought me, you know, back into a path forward. And even with work still being just as stressful as it was two months ago, like that hasn't changed and it's really never going to change. I'm just looking at it in a much different light. And, you know, if I'm getting the stress and I'm feeling in me, like get up, you know, um, take a break, actually like disconnect and just start to recognize it. And as Roberto was talking about being more present and being aware, that's something I've really been focusing on. And I'm seeing the benefits because I'm showing up better again for work, um, better, more specifically for Iris. And, uh, you know, getting uh, slowly better on the the health and physical front. So definitely a direct correlation to being present or not is uh, affecting my confidence and success. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Mr. Cornell, I'll jump to you. Um, give us more in, in addition to what you, you did already, like how it's affecting your confidence and success, all these routines which, you, which you're doing. I don't, I don't, um, or is know, it affecting at all? Well, well, I think it's just changed my lifestyle really. Cause, um, as, as, as I go through certain relationships or certain events in my life, you learn something and you decide, well, essentially my job is, is, is prevention, right? My job is, um, discipline oriented so everything i do is towards preventing something bad from happening again so all i've done throughout my life is something bad has happened well i don't want to see that happen again so i put something into place um and, and that is how i've ended up where i am so uh how has it affected my life uh, i i guess i've learned to depend on myself uh, more than others, but I've also learned a little bit of a balance to allow others to uh, to lend an opinion or lend a hand um, to recognize when people are actually coming from a genuine place and, and they actually care about you. Allow them to care about you because to a degree, if you don't allow it, you're offending them. So again, it affects your relationships with people. So I've I've slowly learned over the years to balance out um, when to depend on myself and when to allow others in, which is uh, uh, a falling or, or a failure in, in, in my personality is, is I have a great difficulty relying on people to uh, help me. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess it's a matter of trust over the years with, you know, people that you have trusted and then they failed you and then you're just like, I'm not going through that again or, or whatever it is. It's a, it's a deep challenge for me. Um, but uh, again, uh, as you know, successes or failures uh, occur in my life, I try to put these disciplines in place so that uh, I can continue to be happy, shall we say. So um, that's how it's affected my life. It's a constant struggle and it's a constant, uh, learning process and you know uh, how are you going to grow if you don't learn right so 
That's it. Absolutely. Andrew, I want to pull you in. Like This is, I think, perfect segue to you <laughs> listening, Mr. Cornell talking about this. Um, you know, I have uh, to all these practices um, of self-care. I have three boys, a 31-year-old, a 28-year-old, and a 25-year-old. And one of the greatest joys is um, them now trying to emulate all the stuff that I was trying to teach them when they were younger. And now that I'm not trying to teach anymore, I see that, wow, it's showing up. And then when you when I show up at uh, PT in the mornings uh, for those kids, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to fail them if I didn't continue the practices that I hold so dearly. And so that makes it successful. And then the confidence I get from that is like, you know, like I said, it's what keeps you going every day. So it, it's, it's funny how they're all interconnected. And if one of the pieces is left out, well, it'll fall apart. So I do my best to, um, to keep the process alive. Uh, and I think I'm the one that benefit the most out of it all. Interesting. Mr. Dimich. I'm still here. Maybe he's not. Maybe while, while he's connecting. Roberto, are you still here? Sounds like all men uh, running around. Uh, so while they're doing this, I guess, Steve, I'm getting to you. Let them just connect. How's um, this discipline daily affecting your confidence and success? Yeah, like, um, like Cornell said earlier, you know, when I feel good, you know, look good, uh, yeah, it's it's in my mood. It's a lot. It's a lot easier when I feel good about myself, and I'm in a healthy, uh, fit space. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, then, you know, with confidence, and it's interesting because I've been in you know I've been in uh, achievement competition for most of my adult life. And at the end of the day, as men, I know I do this to myself, results, performance, mm. success, that's how, <laughs> that's how I measure, you know, uh, a lot of things about myself and um, whether it's conscious or subconscious. And, and I think that's the way we treat each other as men. It's about, you know, are we being our word, integrity, you know, performance, if we are we achieving things, you know, uh, is this man an expert in what he does? It's all these sort of things that are results oriented in. Um, yeah, without confidence and success, it's, I think it's very difficult, whatever you call success is, it's very difficult to, um, to feel good about yourself and to, you know, cultivate your relationships um, in a healthy way. That just seems to be you know, the way I've been and the way I observe men to be with ego. <laughs> you know, if we're not doing great, we're not producing what we'd like to produce, uh, it shows up in our relationships. And uh, so for me, yeah, the, the routines, when I am disciplined and routine and I am uh, 
giving myself love and it shows up in performance, then that's the confidence in, in success are there. I don't like confidence as a fundamental thing because what I found in sport is like we have confidence players, confidence athletes. You can't feel confident when you have a series of bad things happen. So if you rely on confidence as part of your foundation, you go up with performance and then you come down with no performance or low performance. So I, I, I like certainty as a, um, as a fundamental, like part of my foundation, fundamental element to my foundation. So I, I, everything that the men are saying here, knowing myself and knowing on the worst day, no matter what else is going on for me, I'm gonna perform at this level. This is my bottom performance because I've built it. I know myself, I have results in the past. I know that it doesn't allow me feeling a certain way or thinking a certain thing. I have built this performance and on my worst day, I can set my context and show up like this or higher. And I can be certain about that. And it's not thinking positive, it's testing it and building it and just being able to trust that, yes, I can produce this on my worst day as my bottom performance. And it just happens to be high because that's what I've built. I love and it, it doesn't allow. Yeah. And then out of that comes confidence because you get performance and results by maintaining that standard. And so that's what I, but confidence is important because confidence is where the emotion is. Certainty mm -hmm. is, is fact, but confidence is the human piece. Um, so yeah, confidence, and I think it's just this, this intertwined um, feeling great about self and having a full cup and man, a cup with holes in it. Wow. Thanks, Homer. That was. <laughs> I'm, oh, that I'm, was I'm rough arm. I use full cup a lot. I have never thought about my cup having holes in it until you said that. And wow. How can you fill up a cup with holes in it, man? Yeah. Um, it's going to take a long time. <laughs> So something on the confidence angle that, you know, kind of Mink touched into, right? Like uh, retirement is often a dangerous thing for men, right? Because we're already like the dependent and everything. And you feel like you sometimes job becomes your identity. And, uh, you know, there is a statistic around men who commit suicide after work, after like, you know, six months a year, because all they knew was their job and they don't know how to be without it. Right. And that's a scary thing I find. So some of that confidence, you know, tying right into the self-love you're talking about, like, you know, the only way you can have confidence is if you love yourself enough to say, I can keep doing this, you know, hardships like you make, like you can keep going on. Like that's, you know, this not worth giving up anything because you're still here and you still matter. It's like, that's an important thing to, to care about and focus on. Oh, it's so true. You know what I took um, from uh, Steve's um, interpretation like I love this consistency. Like for me, I feel like if you're consistent with this daily routine, whatever it is, it just gives you this confidence. Like whether it's just Andrew showing up every day, if you show up every day, you build this confidence, you build this momentum and yeah. success. Um, the same like in sports, you know, if you, if you practice every day, you can be confident when you show up, you're going to do your best. Right. So like, and that's your performance as well. Like, and I know for myself, like if 
if I just fuck up like today and I just like I committed to something and I just I'm not consistent with this. So definitely like I cannot be confident like that. You know, if I, if I didn't jump and just like, you know, every day and one day I just randomly jumped uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I, I couldn't believe like I cannot jump like what I used to. Like it's just yeah. definitely affects my level of confidence. But I think mm-hmm. to prevent this using uh, Mr. Cornell's uh, idea of just like prevention, I think you just you can create the discipline in place to kind of to help you not to get to the level where you're like, oh, shit, like now my performance struggles and I'm, I'm really losing my confidence in myself. So, Dr. Roberto Vargas, are you still here or not? Yes, I am. Perfect. There you go. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. How, what's your take on this last point, like confidence and success? Um, <clears throat> well, definitely self-care. Uh, it's, it's the key. The key, I will say, to, to be successful. Now, successful, everybody has a different point of view of success. Uh, once you become more aware, success has different, different points of view. Uh, for, for the common denominator, success is, is, is measured by money or by how much things you have. So uh, I'm not necessarily in that context. I think I want to talk about success um, from a different point of view. And uh, yes, looking at the impact that self-care has on success, I will uh, talk a little bit about uh, uh, what performance is. Right? And I, I'm also, uh, I don't know if you guys know Landmark, but uh, yeah, I'm also, I'm a Landmark leader as well. And I took that, and it was pretty cool to, to learn what success is, is back in the day. I was very hard on myself um, and not accomplishing things that I thought I, I should accomplish because that for me meant success. And with Landmark, I realized that um, when you perform to be successful in that realm, there is going to be failure. Okay? So success, oh, sorry, performance has failure. And, 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 and it's great and it's okay. Because through that, we can always create a new future. It's through the failure that we have a possibility. In the performance, we see who we are. But in the failure, we know who we are. You know, that's wow. when we Hello. have... Yeah, that's when we actually could benefit from moving on to the next part, which I, I will call um, uh, no judgment. <clears throat> so now that I understand that there is performance failure, non-judgment uh, non is, is crucial. Because uh, seeing failure as just a possibility, my non-judgment disappear. Oh, my judgment, sorry, my judgment disappear. Uh, or becomes less, uh, maybe more in theory than in reality, because we're still used to judge ourselves all the time. And this takes away 
who we are. Judgment is based in, from my, from my perspective, is based or is for the personalities, for the identities, for the ego. Not that they are bad. They're not bad at all. They are just um, accumulation of life experiences. And when we don't judge, we don't become attached to that, to that emotion. We don't become attached to any expectation. We don't become attached to any attachment. Uh, you know, we're not attached to anything, so we can be okay with what it is. And uh, you can see this <clears throat> in success when uh, you you judge yourself because then there is something called lack of integrity. And we have to be okay with not having 100% integrity because there's no one that will be totally or 100% integral. Uh, so, so now we become free. And, and, and this is to me success. That is when I see success. Uh, when I am free, when I am in joy, when I am in love, I see that I am successful, you know? Uh, and from there, I can create the other parts of my, my being, uh, the other parts of my identity, the other parts of what I want, you know? Then now you can identify uh, uh, things like uh, what you want, what you need, and what you have. And, and this is, is very interesting to observe those three uh, concepts because through them, uh, you can analyze success. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it, but uh, just to be short is that um, self-care definitely will uh, influence or will be determine my success because I am looking at me from the point of view that I am a body, so I'm taking care of this body that's vegetarian today, you know, or for many years vegetarian. I'm taking my care of this body by doing yoga, by doing <clears throat> all kinds of other sports. Uh, I'm taking care of my mind by doing um, uh, meditation, breath work, uh, gardening. I'm taking care of my spirit by being. So then I am. So absolutely. I could not disagree that self-care is one of the key ingredients for success. I love it. Profound as usual. I, um, I think this is a perfect note to, kind of, to, to summarize this conversation for today. Uh, first of all, I'm really grateful that all of you men could be here and participate. And uh, I'd like to go um, around and just to ask each of you, man, what, uh, what you taking away from this conversation? Uh, Mr. Steve, I'll start with you. Um, and what's your takeaway from this powerful talk? Yeah, I always have notes, man. Lots of notes. Uh, I know, that's why it's, I'm asking uh, first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. There's so many things, man. There's so many things, but I guess to sum it all up, um, wow, it, 
I'm looking and I'm seeing how self-care, like, like how successful the men are here with what they do and how self-care, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, uh, how, how, it, how much it impacts who they are and their performance. And the thing that keeps coming up is it's not just about the man himself. There's, there's a lot of service happening here. And um, that fuels the, you know, the, the, the care, the, the attention, the discipline. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of um, higher purpose, you know, just focus in being here that, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. So I'm just, I'm just looking at that and, you know, there's been so many gyms here, um, but self-care not being a physical, physical thing. Um, and self-care is not just a personal thing. It's the way that giving to others is part of self-care. I find that really interesting. And just looking at where that shows up for me too. So it's me. Awesome. Mr. Homer. Yeah. Um, you know, the different perspectives definitely open my eyes a little. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I kind of needed this talk because I'm not fully embracing self-care. And that's uh, something that I have to address and, you know, some of the the things I put in there, like uh, even Roberto's last one about um, you know performance versus failure, right? Uh, I accept failure, but I'm not using that as uh, the introspective tool that I should be. And um, you know, from the beginning part, uh, Dimitri's mention of the the rageaholic, like <laughs> you know, I I probably need to get that book title off him because that's you know, kind of the, the upbringing I had and how that's affected me and continues to affect me. And why I find that relevant is um, just a quote I want to read from uh, Mark Manson, who, you know, I bring up quite a bit as a, a good author. And it's, um, it's time to stop denying our dark side of our nature. We're all sick, sick twisted fucks to some extent. The denial of that fact only encourages more destruction. It's only by accepting the darkness that we can bring it into the light. And wow, that's awesome. That's where I've struggled a lot with self-care is the, the anger and the negative parts of myself. They're there that can turn into a benefit if I just find out how to you know, use them properly and stop them, let them being destructive. So that's what I'm awesome. taking away. Thank you, brother. Mr. Mink, I'm going to you. Um, it was, that's really easy, really quickly. Um, uh, uh, seeing, uh, a bunch of disciplined men on this call that maintain their disciplines through this, uh, has, has helped them stay up and hard up on top. And, uh, I haven't, and that's exactly why I'm, uh, feeling kind of this way. So thank you, man. Please. Awesome. Mr. Cornell. Um, yeah, my takeaway, there was a couple of mic drops in this session that, that I'll definitely take away. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was a few. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. The rageaholic I, I kind of uh, uh, <laughs> identified with because of, um, you know, up, upbringing, West Indian parents, all that kind of stuff, and their way of uh, teaching uh, disciplinary uh, things and how you eat and how you drink, creating your lifestyle. Um, Jack's notion about... Uh, about uh, forcing a situation, meaning like, you know, having a dog or whatever, creating the situation whereby you end up taking care of yourself. That's a big deal. Um, most, and, and, and previously, uh, just before our call speaking about, um, you know, when you choose to do something, um, when you're ready for it, once again, kind of knowing yourself to, uh, uh, to see what it is that you want to do next with, uh, the life that's been given you. Uh, the, the, the gift that we have here. And then, um, yeah, listening to uh, uh, Andrew's take on um, Andrew's take on uh, uh, how uh, the chemicals uh, affect our being. Um, that's a big deal for me too. Um, listening and, and I may try some different techniques uh, with the various supplements that I use in order to stay in shape. Um, and see where that takes me. So, yeah, that's 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 my takeaways. The mic drops. It's <laughs> awesome, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dimitch, Welcome back. I'd like to hear your takeaway. I, I've been here for a while, but uh, let me first say. Actually, let me clear that first. So, um, I have been absent for a part of this, or rather, I was close to computer, but I was talking with my brother. Um, and I think it justified. Um, he's sick with COVID. Um, actually, the whole family over there seems to be sick with COVID. My nephew and uh, sister-in-law and her parents are in a hospital. Uh, but they seem to be handling it. Um, but anyway, I had to, to talk to him. And I found... Um, and So I will re-watch actually pieces that I missed. Um, but I found this perspective really useful. There, there are a bunch of good inputs. Um, and I wanted just to highlight the fact, and I don't know if anyone brought it in, um, that you know, participating in something like this, carving out time for us, which I partially unsuccessfully did, but kind of emergency, is, is actually an act of self-care, right? If we dedicate ourselves and say, okay, I'm going to do something for myself and, and, you know, listen to experiences of others and try to better myself, that is part of the self-care. Um, and um, about the holic and, and um, that sort of stuff, I do want to share that, that I've overcome this and how that played out for me because I think it's, a, it's not related completely, but it's interesting experience, I think. Some of you that know me from men's team um, will remember that, um, or maybe only brigands, will remember that I was saying that even when I had a decent amount of, of um, equity and savings and all of that and success in career, I said that I, I really don't feel successful. Well, that has changed. Um, and um, that has changed when I uh, beat my dad to, to possibility to retire, so at 50, and he retired at 52. So I don't know if that was that. And again, I don't think I'm really gonna stay retired, but you know, it was nice to be in that position. And um, 
and, and then I can really uh, reconcile with my dad. And I think that's actually the key. Because before that, I've said the words, but I really didn't care about him because he kept being an asshole. He is an asshole. He's going to say an asshole. He's never going to change. Yet, I truly reconciled with him and I, I forgive him everything and I don't care anymore. And I go in and call him and show him kindness that I don't think he's seen ever from me since I was 10 or something. And I got him a few times that he choked. We couldn't speak of how, of, uh, of being overwhelmed with emotions because I called him and was nice to him and was expressing interest and all that. So I think that reconciliation with the father was part of what put me in a sort of Zen state, really like a, I fulfilled, well, in that in fulfilling goals and, and it, it's amazing and wonderful state. So that's all. I'm so, so super to hear brother. And thank you for introducing this new term for the group. So we're going to use it yeah. moving forward. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, I'm uh, shifting to you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, all of your energy, uh, it's amazing. Uh, this, this knowledge, this sharing, it, uh, it helps us to patch up over the holes in our cups. And uh, so when we fill it, it can stay full. And that way we're better serve each other, right? So thank you. Appreciate everything. Thank you for your uh, wisdom, as usual. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'll shift. Uh, Roberta, I'm going to you. What's your takeaway? Well, as usual, very grateful to be part of this amazing group with so much energy. And it's like a men's circle sharing type of thing where we are putting our thoughts and ways of dealing with our lives. So very grateful for all your contribution in my life. And I think uh, I appreciate self-care after listening to all your opinions. Thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate you being here as well. Uh, for myself, um, oh my gosh, I, I made so many notes. I'm, I'm going as Steve, like I'm, I'm taking this new habit, taking notes actually physically. Um, if I'm, if I'm not doing it, so I might fail other people. And that's amazing. I like this also analogy which been introduced by Mr. Homer by Broken Cup. So I'm, I'm taking it with me. So I'm definitely going to look how I can keep my, my cup sealed so I can, I can fill it up and just uh, empty it when it's necessary. And I really like... Um, let me just, I'm going to quote Roberto. Like, I think one of, one of you men just typed it here, and this is absolutely amazing. Like, I love, I love the way they said it. So he said, in performance, we see who we are. In failure, we know who we are. I love this. And on this awesome quote, I'm going to finish the session for today. Gents, thank you for taking the time from your Saturday morning. And um, we're going to talk next month and mr homer uh what's our next topic upcoming next month yeah so on saturday august 8th we have the topic of humans are social creatures focusing on relationships and what that is 
Yeah, and uh, I'm inviting you, man, um, to participate if you could. Um, I think that's always bring lots of energy to have lots of um, smart and awesome men who is open to learn and grow. And as you can see, we we here just to explore simple topics, but um, might be sounding simple. Uh, but as we explore them together, we learn a lot from each other and get the different perspective. And there's one of the men brought it up in one of our religion talks. He said it's like different cuisine, different food, from <laughs> different backgrounds, yeah. right? So, Steve, yeah. I think it was you like giving us this analogy. But uh, I really love this, and uh, I'm definitely inviting you men back. And if you want to hang out more on this call, please do. Uh, but as of right now, we are complete, and thank you for today.